We'll do the test. We'll do the test. This is the test. This is the test. This is the test. 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 A lot of the songs from that era of wrestling is just like, get in the booth, put your hand over your mouth, make some noises, <laughs> that's the lyrics. Zelo Brown? Yeah. Cook it in the wheel, do now. Woo! Kick the story and sell the street! Bars, though. See, that's why I fuck with Twitter series. Yeah, well, I mean, I would hope you'd fuck with Twitter series. That's that's why I fuck Twitter series. Uh, excuse me? It, it feels like we were having a conversation, and then, like, you were having a conversation, but we weren't having the same conversation. We're both in this conversation. Yeah, I know we're both in it, but... We, we both be fucking. I mean, that's true. Twitter but, series. But do you see what I mean, though? Twitter series. It's like, we're agreeing, but we're not... We don't have to agree to be on the same page. That's the great thing about us. Okay. We, I mean, no matter what, we're on the, we're the nasty boys of Twitter Review Podcast. Can we be another tag team? What other tag team is there? Can we be the Bushwhackers of Twitter Review Podcast? All right, I'm down with being the Bushwhackers. What about All the right. uh, uh, Fabulous Rougeaus? Can we be them? I don't know who the who they are. There are some French Canadian dudes. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, why would I know who? Wow. I let's go with. Um, let's keep it American. Let's say we we are the world's greatest tag team. There we of go. Twitter review podcast. I like that. There. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Twitter series. Right. Um. I actually have a very important question to ask you. I thought of this today. Did you want to put some music over the question? Well, we're gonna have to put music over the question. Okay. Great save. <laughs> no problem. Um. I thought about this today, and I think it's an important question, Ryan. If you were a Metal Gear Solid boss. What would your name and power be? Um, okay, so I got a Switch recently, mm -hmm. and uh, you, of course, you have the opportunity to choose what your screen name is. And my screen name is always Ron Truth Mexico. Of course. But that didn't fucking fit. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And uh, I was like, well, I guess I gotta get a new screen name. And when I used to stream, uh, you know, twitch.tv slash Ron Truth Mexico, my comeback. So, there you go. But anyway, um, I had to pick a new screen name, and they told me, or, uh, and when I used to stream, we streamed Sleeping Dogs. Okay, yeah. And everyone had, like, cool nicknames, <laughs> and, uh, just playing around the stream, we gave each other nicknames, and mine was Clownfish. Alright! So I was like, oh, that's a cool nickname, so I think if I was a Metal Gear Solid boss, I would use Clownfish, and my, uh, what would my power be? What does a Clownfish do that's cool? Uh, Other than starring movies. <laughs> uh, fuck. I think about clown. What do clowns do? Uh, clowns are... You know, I don't have a fear of clowns, I just don't like them. As people. I think I just cry a lot. Okay. As people, they cry. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. Like, a, maybe, like, your tears turn like, toxic gas or something. Or something. I, I don't know. No. No? Okay. I, I think right. I just cry. Okay. I would, I would attack... Solid Snake emotionally. There we go. Yeah. See, that kind of aligns with my idea. I decided that uh, my codename was going to be Roast Hog. Okay. And uh, my battlefield was going to be littered with, like, pizza boxes. 
and some of them are mine, some of them aren't. you got to play a mind game. Yeah, who knows? But my attack mechanic is I say very mean things, but the words turn into physical projectiles oh. and go to Solid Snake. That was my roast hog. See, Metal Gear Solid is weird because it exists in this in this strange space between fantasy and reality. Like, it, it uses real-world events, like things are happening as they happened in the past, or like... It's like, uh, President Kennedy got killed, yeah. and now the story of this Metal Solid game or whatever. It branches off. But then it's like, people have magical powers <laughs> and can, like, are vampires and cast spells and shit. Then it turns out, nanomachines. Yeah, it, it <laughs> explains everything. No problem. Uh, speaking of being in a space between fantasy and reality, Ryan, what you wearing over there? Well, I'm so glad you mentioned the fantasy and reality thing, because, you know, if we're going to pull the wool off, if we're going to, like, let you in behind the scenes, mm-hmm. what you're wearing is an improv game, and basically. Pretty much. Yeah, we we never prepare it. We never think about what we're wearing. Like when, when we dress. Game. When you're us. Yes. <laughs> but, you know what? I think what I'm wearing today in reality is ridiculous enough <laughs> for it to be my what is... So, what I'm wearing today is, uh, of course, all white Air Force Ones. There you go. Get them. True. Um... I got yellow short shorts on, <laughs> which I own for some reason. They pop, dude. Uh, 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 they pop. They pop and they don't stop. And also, I'm wearing a uh, extra, extra large shirt. <laughs> I noticed it was a little bit big. And the reason, okay, so I'm naturally pretty bad at picking clothes that fit. Okay. So I always have to go to the store and, you know, try shit on before I take it home. But this time, I just kind of didn't do that. Like, I saw this shirt, and I liked it, and I just put it, uh, give me this. Yeah. And uh, I got home and put it on, and I'm like, oh, this is too big. I'll just return it. And now we're sitting that here, and I'm wearing it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, I have a bad habit of, like, going to a thrift store, and if I see anything that's even, like, remotely I'm into, I'm like, I'm going to get it. Yeah. No what. I'll be walking around wearing, like, like clown pants, essentially. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, those. Be like, up. check out the pinstripes, though. Come no, on. you gotta mention how much you paid for it because that like justifies oh, everything. Oh, absolutely, dude. That's a that's a that's the real thing about going thrift shopping. It's how much you can shove in the face. Be like, yeah, this was two dollars. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It's, it's whatever. I'm kind of a treasure hunter. Yeah, a modern day pirate. I, I rescued these clothes. <laughs> That's what I did. Rescued clothes. But uh, uh, this, this extra, extra large shirt I have on has a little, um, what do you call it when they sew a design? Embroidery. embroidery. It has a little embroidery. It's a, it's very small. It's not ridiculous. No problem. Yeah, it's it's, it's tasteful. I'm kidding. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, and it's a little purple rose and it says broken. Because I'm a sad boy. Now is that okay? All right. <laughs> oh, is it a brand? I don't know. I bought it because it said broken. <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask you if it was a if it was a broken Wilkins thing. It might be. Okay. Shit. I mean, it's around that time. <laughs> but oh, and I'm wearing a purple uh, armband that a friend of mine sold me for five dollars. See, I saw those bracelets and I thought about getting one. And if I got one, it was gonna be a purple white one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have actually. It's a good. There you go. Oh my god! I have two. Here, okay, all right. It's like Wonder Twins. The, the, the Wonder Twins of Twitter review. There we podcast. We brought it all back. All right. Oh, you, um, um, oh, what you wearing? I am wearing 
Uh, we have a lot to cover. This yes, that's true. That's why I'm like, like, I'm a, like we got to get through this because we got to address some things. I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, I'm wearing some olive tight pants. Oh. Uh, a t-shirt with a unbuttoned button-up shirt over it because I'm just rebellious like that. I don't play by anyone's rules. Very good. And I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve. I'm going to dive into infection. Yeah, I really wish soon. you would clean this shit up. I, it's, it's there. I can't put it back. I, I don't know, you know... I couldn't do connects as a kid. I can't put <laughs> a heart in. Uh, so yeah, we. I might. I may very well die by the end of this episode. So we need to make it count. You got an hour though, right? I got more than that. I got as Sorry. much time as we need. My heart will keep on pumping. Are you sure? Because I'm looking at it, and I mean, it's. I mean, it's right there on your sleeve. It's there, and you can see it pumping and thumping, lumping in time. Uh, sorry. Okay. I puked in my mouth a little All bit. Alright, well that's fine. You know. Anytime I get reminded of that song. Anyway. Alright, that seems like <laughs> something. Well, let's not get for into a different it. Next, time. next season. Alright. We might get into that. Let's get your mind off that. Let's get your mind on this, Ryan. What you did. What I did on social media. This week, you know what? I actually didn't do much on social media. What I did do, um,. I don't know, I, you know, my, hold on, I have to get my phone out and actually see what I did, because I, you know the thing that I do where I take my tweets and I fucking mm-hmm. post them, you know, on Instagram, because my Instagram audience, the audience, my Instagram friends are, are, are legion, whereas my Twitter friends are, are family. Okay. So, nice I like say. that, I like that. But, uh, I had an idea a while ago, uh, it's, it was for a boy band. Okay. You know, we would do cover songs, but we would cover boy band songs from the 90s, but replace the lyrics with, like, fantasy, you know, Dungeons and Dragons right. kind of lyrics. Yeah. And we were going to call the band 9D8 Degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. That's pretty good. And then... uh I posted that on Instagram, and a friend of mine, Dave, of Four Orbs Podcast, mm-hmm. shouts out Four Orbs, he said one of the next episodes that he's going to release of the Four Orbs is going to be called Three Dwarves Down, yeah. and I thought that was <laughs> also hilarious. Is it good? And also, uh, I added a little, uh, little, little uh, what do you call it? Postscript? Yeah, a, post, a postscript. <laughs> Come to the rescue. An annotated bibliography. <laughs> It says, uh, I took a walk around the world because I'm four foot nine, and I'm, <laughs> we're just geniuses. There we go. There, you guys are killing it. That's what I did. What, uh, what, what you did? As usual, the tweets that I make no effort on get the most attention. Uh, someone says something about getting a wrong order at Chick-fil-A, but just keeping it. So I subtweeted that and said, just said, God's plan. <laughs> that was it? That's it. And that's beginning a ton of attention. The real, what, what I did doesn't pertain to social media at all, actually. Oh, oh, what did you do for real, though? Ryan, I humiliated myself. What did you... Oh, my God. In front of the most important person in the world, myself. Okay, Bill, first of all, but I just want to preface this by saying I've had conversations with people about this podcast, and they always point out how open you are with, like, talking about embarrassing sexual experiences. I don't even have So, yeah, so the... the the idea that you have embarrassed yourself in some way has me, like, bracing myself. Because, like, what is it that All disturbed right. Bill so much? So, what... I, 
I think we've talked about this before. Um, I love Overwatch. Okay. I like the design of Overwatch. I like the characters. I like everything about it. It's, it's a great a fun, game. It's a great game. I used to play it on PC before the laptop got, got stolen with the share episode on it. Um, <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> um, I recently bought a PS4, and I said, I'm going to buy Overwatch again. I'm going to play Overwatch. All right. So I buy it. I download it. I go to launch it, and, like, nothing will load, right? And I it's, something flips in my head. I'm just like, what the fuck? I spent $60 on this game. It won't work. I go to look up things. People were saying, like, delete local data, then, like, reinstall and everything like that. I'm like, fine, whatever, I'll do it. I do it. It's still not working. Ryan, I got so angry. I sent an email. I sent an email to Blizzard. Whoa. Be like, why do you have this game up? It's been up for a long time. If it's not going to work, what are you doing? I need my money back. I, 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 I need something because this is a waste of my time. Then I realized that it finished installing the base game to launch the client, not the full game. What the fuck, Bill? That's a rookie mistake. I wasn't conned. I was an impatient fucking <laughs> idiot. Well, I mean, well, actually, I'll take take that back. That's not a rookie mistake. Because I would expect, it says, after installation complete, yeah. I can play my game now. That's what you would think. Yeah. Uh, no, I have to change email addresses now. I can't face whatever the <laughs> response is going to be. You know what? I bet they get that a lot. And there, there's some someone at Blizzard Entertainment sitting at their desk like, guys, <laughs> come over here. You forgot to look for the extra install. Look at this guy. We got another one, guys. They're high-fiving. Oh, God. I still do my placement matches for the competitive part of it, and it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, competitive games, I, I love them. Like, I'm a big fan of the FGC, you know, fighting mm-hmm. game community. I love, you know, I played Overwatch for a while, played Smite for a while. But that seems to get uh, Rocket League, I forgot to mention. Yeah. I, the, Rocket League is actually the one that I'm going to use as, as an example for this. I will play a game seriously, like, like I would try to be the best I could at the game or right. whatever. But there would always reach a point where the game become something else, like the metagame gets too involved, and it's yeah. like, this isn't the game I fell in love with. <laughs> this like, is I, an Excel spreadsheet, essentially. Yeah, like, I like casting, like, w- the way it happened with Rocket League is I would, you know, be, because you can get through lower-level Rocket, Le- Rocket League games without communicating with your yeah. teammates and all that, but, like, once you get to the higher level, it's like, all right, we got to set plays, we got to say who's going to be in the goal, we got to do all this. And I would put my headset on and be like, all right, hey, team, what up? And it would just be five-year-olds. Yeah, like yeah toddlers. that's the worst part of it. And I'm like, I can't, I don't want to, I don't, I'm trying to put the ball in the goal. You're asking me if I've ever smoked weed before. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, have you ever smoked weed before? Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't, don't tell anybody. Cancel the show. Don't tell anybody I said that. Get the, get the Dia up in here. Yeah, no, it's a drug epidemic. <laughs> it's a drug crisis <laughs> up in this room. So, with all that covered. Yeah, there's actually... Actually, I don't, I, no offense. I don't mean to call you out or anything. This actually involves me, too. But uh, we kind of fucked up in the last episode. We did. We can go yeah, ahead and um, uh, address it publicly. So, uh... We were talking about rap battles, mm-hmm. and rap battles we experienced on the internet that, you know, were monumentally life-changing, mind-blowing events, and uh, there was one that we did not get to, 
And it, no, let me finish, Bill. Let me finish. We did not get to it. And it broke one of our fans' hearts. Oh, no. Bill, back in 2003. Is it? At, at a high school. Oh, my God. A rap battle of oh. epic proportions <laughs> took place. And we did not give it the credit it deserves. The sad thing is... I looked at one of their Twitters <laughs> to try to cover them, but it's it's nothing. We can't do anything with it, but oh my god. <laughs> Eli Porter versus Envy <laughs> was one of the most influential, like, it was influential fashion-wise, influential bars, flow-wise. Flow-wise, like, absolutely. Alright, so <laughs> for those that don't know the story, there's high school in 2003, they used to do like a little video production mm-hmm. project or whatever. And they decided to start doing, you know, Iron Mike battles. Yeah. That was the name of the show, Iron Mike. And uh, it was just a bunch of students doing like a like a like a high school news type thing. Yeah, very you know homegrown you know kind of thing. And there was this one dude named Eli. You know, he's uh, I think he's a little like physically challenged. Yeah. Uh, and you know he likes to battle like rap battle with these guys. So like, let's have him on the show. He'll battle this new guy, Envy. Envy mm-hmm. was like new to the school, I think, and. Uh, they didn't, you know, I don't think they'd ever heard him rap or anything, but he's just, you know, young, hungry, battling for a spot, whatever. So let's put him against Eli. Let's see what happens. And ladies and gentlemen, what happened? Oh, my God. It was great. Because for, one of the things I want to get into is Marvo. All right, the, first and foremost, Marvo. The whole, like, staff there. <laughs> yeah, the judges. Because, like, not just the judges, the, like... Person in charge of the camera stuff. Yeah. Like, they use a heart-shaped filter. Yeah, the, the fucking <laughs> yeah, transitions. It's just some of the greatest lines that I've heard in in rap at all. Dude, running from the cat? You're talking <laughs> See, about... he liked that. He yeah. running from the cat. <laughs> yeah. The thing... Because I went back and watched it fairly, fairly recently. Uh... <laughs> Like Rosie O'Donnell had a bisexual bridal shower. What does it mean? It, it's all right there. He puts it all out. But I'm sorry. Oh, I'm thinking about it too much. You saw it like that. He running for the cat. It's, it's it was one of those one of those situations where it's like you know Envy Envy goes first. Yeah, like he raps first, and it's it's a very you know. He's obviously an amateur. Yeah, but he's not very good at it. But like he's putting his bars together. It's like he's dissing him. He he mentions that he's crippled. Yeah, that every, so, everyone some, else some, uh, walk like he's crippled. Yeah, yeah every, and he rhymes crippled with crippled. Yeah, for, that bothered me a little bit. But uh, <laughs> he, you know, it's it's what you would expect from a rap battle. And then Eli shows up, and he's like Andre three thousand. Like, you can see his eyes kind of go back in his head like a tiny bit. Yeah. Like, he is he is the spirit. He's connected to the plug. He like, is. he is inspired. He's he's straight. He is, he is the cat. Yeah. <laughs> you're running from... He's the cat you're running from. And he, like, he says some things that he can't say. Yeah. He, he doesn't uses, care. He uses some profanity, and that's why it has... They, like, they interrupt and, like, shut it down. But, like, the damage has been done. No. Like... Envy's career is over. Yeah, you, you never see that man's face again. Uh, I will. I don't know if you've watched it. There is an entire documentary on YouTube about Eli Porter. That's what I was watching when you walked okay. in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd seen it before, and I was like, let me brush up on the details <laughs> here. Eli knowledge. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, he actually put out a track. Yeah. That he performed live and shit. Sadly, his Twitter account is 
It's like a bot account. Yeah. It just like says when people like follow him and unfollow him. That's it. Just so people know, if Eli Porter's Twitter had some gold on it, we would have covered that long ago. That would have been like episode two or three. Yeah. That I che- it was one of the first ones I checked into when they started this. <laughs> yes. I sure hope so, because that... Mm. If you have a chance and you haven't seen it, look up Iron Mike. Because not only that one, there's some other great ones too. From um, Iron Mike, or yeah. just Rap Battles in general? Iron Mike. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I've only seen that one. Yeah, there, there are quite a few. There are quite a few. Well, shit. Yeah, shouts out. <laughs> anyway, Porter, if you're out there, call us. We'll work something out. Yeah, DM us. Three's freeze. We ain't running from the cat. They ain't running. Speaking of uh, which, as soon as MySpace gets its shit together, I'm pulling down the tracks. We are releasing the three Threes for Ease P's. Threes for EPs. Okay. Is that, oh, is that what we're calling it? Three for e, threes for EPs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn. I'll, I'll have my people contact your people about releasing my contributions to that project. But I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll be able to legally sort it all out. So, you know, we're... Fine, that was recorded on my computer. I just want to make sure we're both fairly compensated for... I will be greatly compensated. But, I mean, we, we record this podcast on my computer... So, I mean, I choose to, sh- to share the credit there. And I choose to take all. Mm. Interesting. You know what? <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't a discussion we should be having ah, on the podcast. That's, that's fair. We don't want to Colt Cabana CM Punk. Season two, love. love. What do we love? We love wrestling. We do love wrestling. It's Was there anything you wanted to get to before we get into this, by the way? Uh, because I feel like once we start this conversation, it's going to be about nothing but wrestling. Uh, let's see. Uh, I made a tweet about a joke about jerking off to my friends on Instagram. That's uh, yeah, what else is new? I mean, I mean that's what it's who, for. Who hasn't? That's what it's for. Wait, why'd you post it anyway? <laughs> um, I'm never going to IHOP. What a strange development. <laughs> IHOP is like, for those that don't know, IHOP. Changed from International House of Pancakes to International House of Burgers. But at first, it was like, we're changing the P to a B. We're not going to tell you why. Yeah, they were trying to be all (laughs) sly with it. Which, like, I guessed, like, the first day, burgers. I guessed a few other things, but... I thought it was either going to be that or breakfast. I thought they were just going to make a general breakfast. I would stop. I don't like breakfast. I would have stopped going to IHOP. One of my favorite establishments. If they turned into just like we we are just breakfast, <laughs> we're just breakfast, breakfast all day, nothing else. Breakfast. Right, we took a poll, and Americans love breakfast, so we're gonna be breakfast. I'm also not a breakfast fan. Actually, I don't like breakfast at all. Like all the breakfast meats are just way too salty and like not good. I f- eggs thing, just yeah. seem like just a waste. That's the thing about breakfast that gets me is like every or a vast majority of breakfast dishes. Are egg based, and yeah. I don't like eggs at How all. How did eggs get there? How yeah. did eggs become? This is what you eat in the morning. I don't know, Bill. It's just there's a lot of things that we eat and consume that I don't understand. Like I would love to to be a fly on the wall when it was discovered that we could eat this. Like milk is the one that <laughs> always gets me. It's like, hey man, I'm gonna squeeze this mystery fluid out of this this. You just, and, you just take the baby calf off the tea. And he's like, nah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should look good. <laughs> you veal anyway. 
I bet this will this will be great for my bones. But I don't, like, I don't get you suck it. Suck on the other, you get the mustache somehow. Oh, oh. Uh, that is it, terrifying. I wish sure. that there was a brand of milk that like was a bottle with an udder on it. I mean, you can make it. You could make it. But I don't want to have to make it. All right. I want it done for me. Yeah. By a Taiwanese child. Yeah, if you believe in capital, uh, you don't. You're a communist. I forgot. Never mind. Yeah, you'll have it done for you. But <laughs> by the people. Yes. Overlord. <laughs> anyway, so uh, today we're talking about wrestling. We are talking about wrestling. And uh, there's a Twitter account that I've been following for actually a while. Like before we even started this podcast, I'd known about this. Yeah, this, uh, this, this account. account. This account. Uh, I actually put it by uh, one of the people who uh, follows us. Because uh, he's big in the wrestling world, uh, Mr. Uh, Boss Nuga. Ah. Uh, just to be on the lookout for any weird Twitter wrestling accounts. And he specifically recommended this one also. Okay. So we have cool. a double endorsement. Yes, this is... I I love this account. <laughs> like, spoilers, I have... Long before the concept was even... I hit that, <laughs> that follow button a long time ago. You you hit it first. Yeah, I hit it, Yes. <laughs> Shouts out to Ray J, but uh, it's uh, it's called Billy Gun Fact. Yeah. Now, yeah. What did you notice there? What is, what is that? What did you want to point out? Singular. Yes. Fact. Billy Gun Fact. Just one. Now, Which makes the, sense because it's the one. The one Billy Gun. <laughs> Yo. All right. So, d- just disclaimer: is gonna apologize off rip. If you don't watch wrestling or haven't watched. You know, wrestling for a lot of your life, like a long time. <laughs> a lot of what we're about to say is going straight over your head and against the wall. You're not like, gonna, you're not gonna get it. But if you stick with it long enough, you're gonna start to pick up some things. That's true. We could be your guides through this. Now, actually, if you don't, if you don't like wrestling, give it, let let us let us be yeah the one, the ones the one the one Billy Gunn. <laughs> Uh, Billy Gunn, of course. Uh, where is he from? Orlando, Florida. He's from Orlando? He seems like an Orlando <laughs> dude. Are you guessing? No, I looked it up. I, okay. did, a, I did a lot of Billy Gunn research today. Oh, shit, He okay. seems so much like an Orlando dude, and he... I didn't realize it until today, he looks like the illegitimate son of Lex Luger. Like... Yo, he that does. That is exactly who he... Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and he does... <laughs> Wow. So, sh- should we do, like, a little rundown of who exactly... Uh, yeah, we can do that. Um, he started off uh, in WWE in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the mid, early 90s, something like that. Uh, mid-90s. He was, uh, mid-90s, with the smoking gun. With his, uh, brother? Quote-unquote quote, brother, yeah. Bart Gunn. Yes. Uh, they Bart, were... Bart, keep that name in mind <laughs> he's for gonna, later. He's gonna be a big figure. He comes back in a major way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, together they won uh, three tag team champ- championships. Okay. Together as the uh, smoking outs a, a team of ragtag gun toting cowboys yeah. who never shot anyone. Which is a, all right. So <laughs> I know we're going to get into this in more detail later, but that's one of the things I've always found really strange about wrestling <laughs> is that we have to try to justify why these people of all these walks of life come together to <laughs> wrestle. Like we got garbage men. That was, we got undead like <laughs> zombies. That was that was when I realized that something was up. Whenever I was a kid, 
was when a Ministry of Darkness Undertaker was around. Oh, yeah. And he was, like, crucifying people. I was like... <laughs> Shooting lightning. He'll crucify people, but he won't just murder them. He was like, <laughs> yeah, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, you told me this. How, like, you don't understand why, like, storyline-wise, why a wrestler wouldn't just pull out a gun. Yeah, it's a no-disqualification match. <laughs> just kill him! Like, if Triple H is such an evil dude, then he would, like, cripple someone, have them hit by a car... Why yeah. would he not just straight up murder someone? This is the same person, the Triple H, the same person who in in WWE storyline drugged and married a girl like <laughs> like in like, a drive through wedding. Yeah, when she was already engaged and like yes. happy. It was that actually. I knew that wrestling was predetermined and and uh, uh, written storyline yeah. and all this. That storyline still pissed me off for some reason. I guess, before we get into this, um, when did you realize that something was afoot with it? And how, um, how did you take it? I don't think... I can't remember a time that I was... Alright, so I'll say there was a time when I was watching uh, Nitro, mm-hmm. I think, and my grandmother was watching it with me. Because me and my grandma always used to watch boxing together. And it's actually a funny story because, like, I mentioned to my mom uh, a few years ago about, oh, you, we all used to love watching boxing. And then she was like, uh, no, you love watching <laughs> boxing. <laughs> what would happen is we would be, like, turning the TV trying to find something to watch, and boxing would come on, and you would freak out oh and, like, make us watch it. That's so, my grandma. Yeah, they uh, humored me, let me watch it and all that. So that's the first one of the first times I started watching wrestling because it looked like a boxing ring. And these two people in there yeah. fighting, I want to see what's happening there. <laughs> so she, she's watching it with me and she pointed out, because it was like a hardcore, like they hit yeah. each other with chairs. So she's like, why is it, like, so he beats him up with the chair and now like two seconds later, he's fine, he's like fighting back. <laughs> and I'm like, like stroking my chin, like hmm. maybe I don't know. So like as early as like the first time I saw wrestling, I had my doubts. Yeah, but I don't know. The more I got into it, the less I cared. But there was one moment where I was like, "Oh yeah, it's fake," <laughs> and that was when Al Snow was fed his the dog, own dog pepper, and I got so upset, and ah! I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> it's okay." Because it's not real. Dude, the big boss man was a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, he fucking uh, showed up to Big Show's dad's yeah, funeral. And he drove the coffin away. <laughs> and Big Show arrived. He was such a fucking asshole, the big for, boss man. For, for those that have not watched wrestling, these are real things that happen in wrestling. There was also an earlier... Big boss man has always been an asshole. There was an earlier storyline where an inmate... Oh, at the nails? Prison, uh, nails yeah. at the prison that the big boss man worked at. <laughs> he just does this wrestling thing on the side. Where he abused this inmate. <laughs> and the inmate got out and came to fight him. And somehow big boss man is the good guy. Yeah. When, and and the inmate is still wearing his orange <laughs> like jail suit for some reason. Um, my earliest memory, like, what I remember... Uh, hooked me on uh, wrestling was uh, I think it was like ninety five. I mean, that was like four. Yeah, my brother was super into it, but uh, I saw uh, Bret Hart like dismantle Diesel. Oh, okay. Oh, Kevin Nash. Shield. 
Uh, this is still, yeah, 1995, so yeah. this is still WWF. So, like, and I saw this, like, kind of smaller dude taking on this giant and winning, and I was a Bret Hart fan uh, ever long after that. Um, and I, I started to pick up the things, I got the internet, you know, fairly early, Yeah. and once you do that, it's all out the window. But, like, it didn't bother, if anything, knowing that it was fake and put together made me appreciate it, it more. It, it awakens, like, you were pre- like, it... It awakens a whole different appreciation yeah. for it. Like, okay, first, like, it's a fight, you know. Mm-hmm. Who, who doesn't like a fight? Who doesn't everything about that? See, sometimes I just want to see some dudes bash each other's Yeah, basically. but then you realize there's this whole dance, like, this yeah. whole production, like, so much goes into it. Like, it's so, like, it could, the fact that you couldn't immediately tell it was real shows just how much has to go right. Exactly. Yeah, like, but then you'll think about like something as simple as an Irish whip, Irish whip. Like <laughs> stop running. Yeah, you like that's to keep running. That's your cue. Like <laughs> if that is happening, then it's what, fake. <laughs> Whatever you're running and you see a dude bow his head, he's about to back body drop you. If you don't just stop, you yeah, you like you can at any point during this just stop running. But it, it becomes this beautiful thing whenever you find out that's because it's it's a full contact play. Yeah, is 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 was you have all these. Magnificent and ridiculous characters. Yeah, and death-defying yeah. stunts happening live in front of you. Like, it's insane. It is a weirdly beautiful thing. And I, I think it's a, it's a... I think it's a weird art form, in a way. Different from other mediums. I think um, it's different in the same in a lot of ways, but it's not appreciated in... The, like, for instance... Um, not so much ballet, but let's let's say like live theater okay. play, like a Shakespeare yeah. play. I relate that to wrestling a lot yeah. because it's the same. Like, you know, we we as the audience realize, like, you know, what's happening in front yeah. of us is fiction. Yes, but we still we buy in. Yeah, it's because it's here, fun to buy in. Here's a word I learned on the internet: verisimilitudinous. Jesus Christ. It, it, it's like, it's basically the suspension of disbelief. Okay. Like, you know that what's happening is within fantasy, but also the things that are happening within that fantasy have to make sense based on the rules yeah, that you've been that given. are established in that universe. Yeah, so, like, going back to wrestling, things will happen in wrestling. You know it's fake. Yeah. You know it's written, whatever. But things will happen. It's like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. <laughs> and get legit angry. <laughs> like... Wrestler passes out in a sleeper or something like that. He should lose. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts. He should lose. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, fucking, I don't know. Like, anytime there's a ladder match, okay. Like that. That always. That yes, when they climb oh. slowly, like very like, just go get the like. Don't do that. <laughs> if I, like maybe you could have done that maybe like two or three times. Like create, like, an yeah. epic moment, but it happens in every ladder match. If, like, I saw one ladder match where a dude just, like, threw the guy out and just scaled the ladder quick, like... That happened. Done in, like, two minutes. That's That happened. Like, uh, it was a Finn Balor versus a... Uh, I think it was a triple, ma- triple threat match, actually, but uh, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins were in the match, and uh, uh, Finn Balor is, you know, doing the thing, slowly climbing the ladder, yeah. the crowd is, is Getting behind him, and then Seth Rollins from outside the ring on the apron springboards oh. off the top rope just over him, takes the belt. It's a beautiful it, thing. Yeah, and it's like you, 
that should be the way it ends more often than not. <laughs> like, that was so exciting because it never happened. Yeah. And it's like, well, I think the slow climb would be exciting if it didn't happen yeah. so much. But Then you have slow climbs where it is beautiful, like uh, Jeff Hardy. Whatever he was, uh, yeah, with, with the uh, Undertaker, because he got the shit beat out of him. It, it, it made sense that within the made universe. Perfect sense. Yeah, they have Jim Ross like yelling in the background, like touching me emotionally. Yeah, dude, climb that, make yourself make a famous. star, like oh. make yourself famous, kid. Do it, and uh, of course, at the time, big Jeff Hardy fan. Yeah, who of course. Who, who the fuck was Jeff Hardy trying to fight out of this? And in my childhood home, on my mom's couch, losing my whole mind. Just oh, yeah. It can be done, dude. As as Max Landis says, Mm -hmm. you know, say what you will about Max Landis, but a lot of times wrestling is terrible. It sucks, but when it's good, it's fucking great. Like touching, it it will make you cry. Like a multiple. We'll talk about that later. Um, Okay. Billy Gunn with Billy Gunn. All right, the so, one Billy Gunn, aka Mr. Ass. What we have here is at Billy Gunn Fact, and I, I wanted to point out it's a Billy Gunn Fact. There is an account Billy Gunn Facts, Ooh. but it's not. As, it's, it doesn't have many followers. But it's not the one. It's not. It's not as uh as <laughs> like this was updated nine hours ago. Yeah, I couldn't tell you when the last time the other one. Was. I would have to look it up, and we already know how finicky the browser yeah, is. We're not doing that. So we're not. We're not doing anything crazy. But uh, this one has uh, 1,300 followers, even number, 1300. Uh, it's uh, 808 tweets, big Kanye fan. Yes, 808. <laughs> Bob uh, tweets. And he's been a, he joined January 2018. So well, these are fresh facts. Yeah, this account started January 2018. I don't know when the, the other, because what I'm, what I'm thinking is... Maybe there was some account snafu or whatever, okay. and the Billy Gunn Facts account is the same. Is yeah, it's the same okay. representation, but they had to move to a new account. Now, this is not the real Billy Gunn. Uh, no, no, this no, is no, no. a separate entity. Yes, this, this is Billy Gunn Facts. This is just someone dedicated to preserving the memory and legacy. Who is? He's alive, by the way. He the, is Billy alive. Gunn has not died. But <laughs> he is alive. Clearly, just state that. Okay. So, and uh, the banner picture here, uh, great. Yes. It is a uh, close-up picture of his trunks, mm-hmm. very close in on the crotch of his Mr. Ass days. But that's just so that you can see more clearly the design on his tights. <laughs> Bill, what is the design on Billy Gunn's tights? It is a multicolor array of lips plastered around his pelvis. M- more, more prominently on his... Uh, his his butt region. Oh yeah, there's a huge one on Mr. Ass's ass. That's that's because you can kiss his ass. <laughs> so clever. So clever. He, you can also kiss his dick. Yeah. Uh, you can kiss his thighs. You, you know, can do all that. You can you can nibble on his scrotum. You yeah. know what? You can just hang out down there. <laughs> you can just you can just chill. So uh the first tweet. Well the first tweet we see yeah. here is a pen tweet. It says Happy Sunday, and it is a uh, caricature 
of the Lord and Savior, the Son of God, Billy Gunn. Yes, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, it's like a little gif. He's, uh, you know, spread. Like, imagine uh, the episode of SpongeBob where they get into imagination. Yeah. And he, you know, hands overhead, yeah. imagination. He's doing that. Yeah. But it says hashtag blessed. Yes. Think, like, it's a jib jab in the corner. Y'all know what a jib jab is, where it's like, be like caricatures of. You don't remember jib jab? That sounds like a slur. I don't know if wow. I'm going to say okay. that. Okay, well, allow me to explain myself. <laughs> jib jab is this, uh, I think they were a website back in the day. Uh, they might still be around, but uh, it would basically be like this, where it would look kind of like South Parky okay. kind of stuff, but it would always be like real. Real faces. People's faces. Okay. And they would just like lampoon shit or ah, whatever. I'm always down for a good pooning. Yeah. Who, who, who isn't? <laughs> oh, that's Monday. Um, nine hours ago. All right. Billy Gunn says, Billy Gunn has held the 1999 King of the Ring <laughs> title for 19 years straight. This He's is true. on a roll. If you, if, if I won anything in... No one who is in or has been in the WWE or WWF is a failure, I think. That's always going on the resume. Yeah. Like, if I won an intercontinental title, I would hold on to that for the rest of my life. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't I don't know why you wouldn't. You should. I don't know why you would ever want to live the days you spent as an international superstar down. It's, and he was king of the ring. I, yes. I love the king of the ring format. I, I love tournaments. Of things where like wrestlers have to go multiple times in a night. Uh, I just like the fact that it's a built-in character. Like whoever wins King, King of the Ring is King, King. What, yeah, whatever <laughs> King, whatever your name is, and now you can be a pompous asshole, and it makes sense. Who was your favorite King? King Booker. Okay, King all right. Booker all day. King Booker. Well, I mean, I feel like King Mabel really like embraced it. True. Hard. Yeah. Um, King Booker embraced it. He embraced he, that shit. He, he hard. did. He did. King Booker was my favorite Booker T. And like King Booker first, second was his tag team with Gold Dust. Oh, Black was, Gold. Yeah, that, those <laughs> two are my favorite in, in, in uh, incarnations of the Booker T. Booker T is actually one of the reasons why um, I took a break from watching wrestling. Oh, really? Now, he's not the reason why. I think I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. So the main event of WrestleMania 19. Um, I'm about to flip this fucking table over. Biggest event of the year. Holy shit. Booker T is set to face Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. This is one of the... But real quick, this is... What I said earlier, this is one of those moments that legitimately made me angry. It made me angry enough to stop watching. In the realm of fake, whatever, storyline, whatever, this is supposed to, you know, upset you. It's fuck that. It, I was mad. Yeah. The way that it's built towards WrestleMania over the series of weeks is Triple H and Ric Flair, they start to bring up a whole bunch of stuff about Booker T's past. Yeah. He was arrested as a youth for a robbery, something like that. Booker T, you know... He, he did his thing. He turned his life around everything like that. And he's Booker T now. Very he's, well respected. He's Booker yeah. T. Five time. Legendary. WCW champion. But Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame king. Yes. Um, They addressed it. A phrase that got thrown around a lot in the midst of this is people like you. It was very coded. It, it was like, we're talking about ex-felons, but we're talking about black people. Yes. Let's, 
people like you don't get to be champion. Yeah, it was very like <laughs> it was it was clear to anyone that looked any looked who looked at the TV yeah. at all. Like, you could tell this is a racial angle. Yes. This is an angle where two white dudes of privilege, yeah. like, literal, literal, like, it's Rick fucking Flair. Yeah. Like, he's rich as fuck. They're, they're the high rollers. It's Triple H. He, I think he was the champion at the time. Yes, he like, was. He, like, these are two he was, people. He was defending him. Yes, and they are belittling this man because of his race. Yeah. Which, it's a built-in, like, which he goes over like that would be the lover dog goes over. It it's would so be easy. <laughs> one thing, if they got the comeuppance, exactly. The end, which the comeuppance is what you're in it for. It's WrestleMania. You like, want to you want to see the bastard get what's coming to him. That's the whole crux of wrestling. I thought that was the whole reason they played into that angle is to to like look yeah. at how evil these guys are. Yeah. Like look at how cool it's gonna be when they get pinned. They like, don't, and they don't. They fucking <laughs> don't. It's so irritating. I though. saw that as even as a kid, like WrestleMania nineteen. That was I, years ago. What two thousand three? Something like something that. Something like that. Even as like a child, I was like, "This is not right." Like I knew it was fake by then, so I knew that they made the conscious decision yes. to not do this, and I got <laughs> so angry. I stopped watching. I stopped watching for a long time. I I remember that, and I remember. I used to watch wrestling with my mom, and uh, not with her, but like you know, there was one TV in the house, yeah. and it's like, hey, I want to watch wrestling now. So you're like, fucking fine, yeah, whatever. Right. But uh, I remember because I couldn't watch the pay per views, but I'm watching the results of yeah. WrestleMania the next on uh, Raw, and I'm compl- I was like, this is stupid. Like, what he lost? Why would like, he not win? I'm, I'm all day expecting me to turn on TV and see and new, yeah. World Heavyweight Champion Booker T. Like, that would be great. And I'll see Triple H. And I'm like, Mom. Because now I have to explain to her, okay, this is what happened. This is why I'm angry. Make this make sense to me. And she's like, Ryan, it's fake. That makes it worse. I know. uh, I can never make it make sense to her, like, why it made me angrier that it is fake. Like, I, that's, it just made me so angry. A lot of things are going on at the time. That made it weird. Like there was the necrophilia, Katie Vick thing. Oh my god! A lot of mistakes were made during that time period. But that was my breaking point for a while. Was whenever I saw that, and I saw that this is not right. Yeah, and I don't want to support this. It's just not good storytelling. Like you want to come out of it like morally. Yeah, you can say whatever. Anytime, anytime the wrestling gets involved with race. Or with like patriotic jingo- patriotic jingoism, it's always bad news. They always fuck it up in some way. They do. And no, the uh, one time that a patriotic thing went went great was with like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. That was that was the only time. Okay, because well, they're both kind of being assholes. That's for each yeah, other. yeah, and it's like they both have valid points. And you can almost kind of take the whole nationalism part out of it. These two guys just hate each other. Yeah. And they're bringing all their, like, their posses in on it. And then they got to bring their countries yeah. in on it. But it's like East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. Like, I don't think any East Coast rapper or West Coast rapper ever beefed, like... It, just because was, of those things. Yeah, it was, it was a personal all dilemma. Tupac and Biggie, and then all their friends, and then all their friends' yeah. friends. And it just so happened they're on these two opposite coasts. Like, it's just, 
if like there, there's a Middle Eastern guy wrestling a Canadian man, and the crowd's chanting chanting USA, yeah, like it's they it, might as well be saying white people, yeah, white people. just yeah. chant in a if anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can't even do that. Probably now. Have you been paying attention to the news? We don't have to get into this, but have you heard about this? <laughs> no, wait, what? Dude, we might not be simpatico with Canada no more. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know about that. Yeah, but that's... We, we love them. Season two. Love. love. All day. I can get enough of it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that, there's a lot of shit about wrestling that... Like, alright, so... Recently, did we already talk about the Saudi Arabia thing? No, we cut it out. We cut it out. Alright, so... Recently, wrestling has tried to... They've been trying to, you know, right the shit. They've been trying to be on the right side yeah, of history. They're, like, they're embracing um, women. Yeah, anti-bullying. Anti-bullying, LGBT culture. Yeah, acceptance. Wrestling is for everybody. Which is, which is beautiful. That, that's a great thing to do. But then... But Bill, then. But then, Bill. They do a, uh, a live tour date in Saudi Arabia, which is fine. Except Saudi Arabia, as you might know, is a highly religious state like it's very uh, you know it's yeah it's very strict on its religious practices and that being said then one wanting to make this money in Saudi Saudi Arabia they decide that they're not going to allow their uh skyrocketing in in popularity and respect and ability women wrestlers yeah. to wrestle on that card uh, like Finn Bauer can't where his yes. LGBT uh, get up? Uh, uh, oh, Sami Zayn didn't. Sami Zayn, who just happened to be of Syrian descent, couldn't go. Yeah, uh, or wouldn't go. Which I don't. I, I think I don't he wouldn't. Him. I don't. I don't blame him at that point. Which like their women's division is like aside from um, uh, the tag match at WrestleMania. My favorite match at WrestleMania was the Oscar Charlotte match. Absolutely, it was fantastic. Their women's division is the best thing going right now. It was the only, or one of the two matches at WrestleMania that I thought that the storytelling paid off well. That one and the, uh, of course, the, you know, the uh, Rousey one. Yeah, yeah That okay. everyone just, like, because we talked about this yeah. already, but there, that match had no business being good. No. Like, it, for something just clicked in that match. And just to lose yourself. And that's the fun of wrestling, losing yourself in, yeah. in, 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 in something with 80,000 other people. So that feeling, though, when everyone starts chanting the same thing. It's, we, it's, it's like, a singularity. Yes. It's like world peace is possible. Yeah, right. We just like, have to have a Stephanie McMahon thing. Yeah, we just, need, we just need that glass to break yeah. and Stone Cold <laughs> to come out. And holy shit, ain't no war. I'll, I'll get rid of all the nukes. If I could just see him. But, so, what a way to really got though. He's awesome, as you can see from this tweet 14 hours ago. There we go. He's riding uh, on the unicorn. Billy Gunn travels with class, it says, and there's a gif of uh, another jib-jab style gif, except this time Billy Gunn is riding on the back of a unicorn. Quite majestically. Yes. <laughs> uh, comments about the, uh, the, the IHOP thing. Should have been the International into. House of Billy Gunn. Really pop the territory. <laughs> pop, see wrestling terms here. It's great. Pop the territory. <laughs> there is um. Hit us up if you know what that means. <laughs> um. 
<laughs> I just realized this is even possible. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Billy Gunn once bowled a 316, which inspired Steve Austin to create Austin 316. True story. Absolutely true. Even though, number one, bowling a 316 is not possible, and number two, we literally see how they're telling But, true fact. Oh. Oh, God. Ahmed Johnson. You know, actually, you know what? Let's get back to this later, because okay. I want... Let, let's go to this next one. Here, yeah. Here's one thing that I, I want to talk about, because I have something to do with this one. Billy Gunn has never came to the ring to the song from the Titanic, which he hasn't. This is true. He's had a variety of other themes. My favorite being, I'm an ass man. Okay. Um, I actually had that song uh, on a... I think it was a WWE The Music Volume 3. I had it on the anthology collection. Okay. <laughs> nerds. I'm telling you, nerds over here. Uh, so, I have a little game to play. I have the, I wrote down the lyrics to Ass Man. Okay. Here. Uh, that's, I, a, that's a great use of your time, by the way. I just want to say. Uh, so, I'm going to give you some things. Because how the song starts out is he says, I love to blank him. Yeah. Uh, he has a series of these. I want you to tell me which one of these... He actually does. Okay. I'm ready. I'm going to go ahead and guarantee 100% I know the answer to this question. Okay. I love to lick him. He does that. I love to stick him. He does that. I love to grip him. He does that. I love to to pick him. I think he does that as well. He does pick him. He does not grip them. He does... He doesn't grip them. He sticks them. You would you he, would think he does not lick them. Hold on. I have the lyrics here. I will gladly read these lyrics. I'm an ass man. Wow. I'm an ass man. Wow. Wow. I love to love them. All right. I love to kick them. I love to shove them. I love to stick them. I love to flaunt them. I love to pick them. And I'm gonna kick them. I'm an ass man. So many asses. Yeah. So little time. <laughs> Only a tight one can stop me on a dime. Bars. I'm a lover of every kind. The best surprises always sneak up from behind. Oh, that's so, that's so clever. <laughs> Buns of glory. Oh, God. Buns of steel. Wait a second. Your lies won't give away the truth of how I feel. Oh, it gets, it makes a turn. Oh, shit, hold on. You walk behind me, I feel the heat. That's why the girls don't walk behind me down the street. What the fuck? It sounds it like he's farting on these women. <laughs> what, what happened to the song? But there's a weird, like, romantic bridge <laughs> yeah. in the song. I think it, like, Jim Johnston got, like, drunk and missed his wife <laughs> for a little yeah. bit of that. Jim Johnston being the guy responsible yeah. for making a lot of wrestlers' interest music. But, uh... Wow. I'm, I'm glad to say, at least, that so far the most embarrassing thing to happen to me today was I forgot the lyrics to Ask Man. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Jim Johnson. The most embarrassing thing I listened to Ass Man twice today and wrote, down. <laughs> and wrote it down. Yeah. But um I um I actually have my favorite Billy Gunn uh theme music. It's when he was with uh Billy and Chuck. <laughs> yeah. And it was uh <laughs> You look so good to me. And it would be like this low R and B beat just freezing <laughs> oh, my baby. It was I loved it. But it, it culminated in, like, so Billy and Chuck, right, this is, we actually didn't even get into the first tag team, they, or the second tag no, team. No, that that's was, a big one. He was uh, one one half of the New Age Outlaws. Yeah. Him and a uh, Road Dog Jesse James, who my yeah. mom had a weird crush on. I didn't like <laughs> how much she liked the Road Dog Jesse James. That's odd. Especially when he, when he would do the pump handle slam thing. Oh, yeah. Where he would yeah, take your opponent's arm and, like, he would fuck his opponents. Basically, yeah. Uh, uh, you would be in a, a like a, a, a doggy style yeah, stance. Because he's got your arm like... It, the pump handle slam is really weird. But then he would like gyrate. move. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a stupid move. It's one of those... There, Alright, so there, rules of wrestling. Number one. My number one rules of, rule of wrestling is that if you get hit with a championship belt, you're done. You're done. Like, you're, you're eating the pin. If you get hit with that or a ring bell, yeah. you should be like... They should have to carry you to the back. Those are the most powerful things happening in wrestling. Number two, that that applause to the pump handle slam, a kick to the gut is <laughs> instant mind control for like four seconds. Oh my god! You can do whatever you want to your opponent's body after you kick them in the chest. They have to bend over. It's it's a yeah. custom thing. There, it's it goes back to the ancient warrior culture of Japan. Yeah, they have to bow to you at that point. I've, it's one of those things where if someone gets kicked in the chest. And something doesn't happen as a result of that. Like they, like you know, oh that didn't hurt or whatever. <laughs> Other like you'll be see blogs about it yeah. on the internet. <laughs> like who does this guy think he is? Uh, now, but oh yeah. So the angle is that um, Billy and his friend Chuck Palumbo mm-hmm. are you know his friend. Yeah, his his friend. They start off as friends. Yeah. Everyone starts off. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in a tag team, and they're you know they're really they're really friendly with each yeah. other. They they like matching headbands and like attire, and they're you know really touchy feely. They're a tag team. Yeah, they have to be close. But then it starts to kind of seem like oh, these these guys are kind of seem like they might be a couple. Which this was like two thousand. Four? Something Three, like that. Somewhere there. This is around the time wrestling was making a lot of questionable decisions, yeah. writing wise. But um, anyway, and you know that they would play with that, like they would, you know, the commentators would mention it, like, oh, what's what's going on with them? Yeah, like they're, you know, which their manager, yeah, their manager was Rico was Rico, who uh, I guess his whole act was that he was kind of like a. Uh, a uh, flamboyant hairdresser. Yes, that was uh, that was his entire thing. Yeah, he was obviously coded as gay. Yeah, like, he's supposed to be a gay character. This was before they could come out and say, "Yeah, this person is like that." That's when it will be played up as a storyline thing rather than just that's who this person is. Yeah, but anyway, um, the whole storyline culminated in a wedding <laughs> where. Rico became like a wedding planner and was planning Billy and Chuck's wedding. And on the day of the wedding, they have well, you know the whole ring set up. You know, Billy and Chuck are there. You know, Rico's there, all proud. They have their like wedding. Uh, the the guy the guy that's going to marry them, like an old priest or whatever. And uh, 
No, they're at the wedding, and, and uh, Rico's like, oh, you guys ready to get married? And they're like, wait. <laughs> we're This is our, we're getting married? Yeah. And he's like, fucking, yes. Like, oh, we're not gay. <laughs> we're just friends. We're friends. And then, and then, Bill, the <laughs> wedding, <laughs> the, the, the uh, priest or whatever, the preacher, I don't know what they're called, the guy that's marrying yeah. him. It starts going on about how this is a waste of time. You wasted about three minutes. About Wait, three minutes. Did they s- and then, what you don't know, <laughs> by the way, is that there's a tag team <laughs> called Jamal three, and Rosie called Three, three Minute Warning. Warning. And they are basically the goons of yeah, Eric Bischoff. Are, if you are. don't know who Eric Bischoff is, don't, <laughs> don't look it up. I do not have time to explain. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> If you don't know what goons are. Yeah, if you, if you don't know what goons are, go look it up. I don't have time to explain. <laughs> but what happens is Eric Bischoff has been like, like he'll be in the ring and he'll be talking. And if he says three minutes, yeah. they will come out if and he destroy. Here's the word three minutes. Yeah. He will go. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be a Make-A-Wish kid. Jamal and Rosie are going to splash. The yeah, they, they did it to uh, women. Yeah. They did it to old people. There was like, a lot of women violence back then. Yeah. And he says, you wasted about three minutes. And everyone's like, what? Like, we, we've been in the ring for way longer than that. Why did you say that? And then he rips uh, his face off, and it's Eric Bischoff. <laughs> and fucking Jamal and Rosie come out and beat everybody up. And I'm like, why? Like, why did he do it? Why did he have to do it this? Why did any of this happen? I'm happy to ask you to be my tag team partner permanently. And commitment is a very special thing. It doesn't matter if it lasts 50 years or three minutes. Wait a minute. What? Did I just hear myself say three minutes? It was so Did they ever absurd. have a blow-off match? No, that, was, that, was, that was the blow-off. Like, that was the end of that angle and everything. See, that's one of the big differences. Because, like, you take a look at a Billy and Chuck type, type thing. Granted, that was in, like, 2014, about 10 years ago, we'll say. Yeah. Um, then if you go to Japan, you have a team like Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Basically the same thing. Basically, Basically the same the- thing. But very tastefully done. It it pays off far differently yeah. and far more emotionally, and it's not funny. No, like, it's, it's not funny at all. Yeah, it's they, not comedy. They make it very clear that these are two men who team together, have been friends for a long time, and care about each other. Yeah, have a, a high level of, of respect for each other to, to the point where they call themselves lovers. Yeah, it's it's never like. Out, like they don't, they don't like make out. Yeah, it's never, it's never like. I think, hey, look, everyone, they're gay. I think, but the, like, I think that like they kissed a few times. Yeah, uh, but that, that's been about about it. But it's handled in a way more taste tasteful and emotionally like resonating way. Yeah, to where it's a beautiful thing. The story, it's like WWE would base the story around them being gay. Yeah, whereas New Japan or and DDT based. It's like, sure, you know, they might be what like whatever their orientation may be, but that's there's still a whole nother story to tell about like it's yeah. not just that. Which 
bringing up DDT. Oh God, DDT. That's a, a kind of a an unexplored side of wrestling to like the casual fans is comedy wrestling. Oh yeah, comedy wrestling is the finest slapstick. It's that phenomenal. Has come through. Like in in, in DDT, for example, there is a blow up doll. Yoshihiko. Who beats people. Yes, he has held championships. <laughs> like, he is, like, respected. Like, this man, like, you you probably don't want to be in a match with Yoshihiko. No. You're not going to win that Iron Man heavy metal championship. Yeah. I promise you. Like, that's, some of the weirdest, funniest things happen in wrestling. And that's some of the, like, people who, you know, just see WWE or whatever don't necessarily get exposed to there's this whole world of wrestling where like it's like being super into anime or being yeah. super into like underground like punk stuff it's like there's people that watch Dragon Ball Z and then there's people that watch fucking Devilman Crybaby yeah. or shit like there's a whole another anime world like, but I don't know I feel to me I feel like that's because there's like a wall that a lot of people can't get through when it comes to like cause it feels like people People that aren't really into wrestling will watch WWE and say, all right, that's fake. Yeah. I don't want to watch wrestling at all. But they don't realize, like, there's a whole, like, once you're, all right, wrestling is fake. I know that. Now I'm into wrestling. There's a whole side culture to see. Like, there's a whole nother. Like, like, that's cool, but have you seen that over there? Like, like, look at, like, PWG, for example. They're doing some of the most fun and objectively good, like, wrestling and, and entertainment. Like, they're doing both sides of it at times, and it's just a lot of fun. It's crazy that people are that talented. Yeah. And, like, like people who aren't... It's like going to see an amazing band in an attic somewhere. Yeah. And... Like, what... I, I actually have... See, I don't know. I, I kind of got that feeling when I saw... Um, I, the fuck was that? Anyway, I think I, we I heard a sound, but uh, I saw Streetlight Manifesto in yeah. Pensacola. I think you were at that Sluggles. show. It, yeah, yeah, at Sluggles in Pensacola. Anyone who knows what Sluggles in Pensacola looks like, it is not a big room. No. And there were so many people there, and the streetlights playing, and I'm like, why are they playing here? Yeah. Like, it was like, like you uh, should be playing a stadium or something. It's crazy to me. Like, I saw um, Matt and Kim. At, um... Satori? Satori? Oh, yeah, Ryan tells me about that. Like, and then, you know, they're doing car commercials and, and stuff now. And, like, songs for Community, whatever Community yeah. is on. Like, it... it no MTV and shit. Yeah. It, it, getting to see something outside of the norm is one of the big draws about, like, the Japanese stuff and the indie stuff. Plus, with the indie stuff, like, it's, like, supporting, you know... And indie music artist, you, yeah, you get to see these people do it not because they're making loads of cash or anything like that, but because they they care about yeah, they love these it. things. Like they, oh, damn it, there's that mosquito. Y'all, full disclosure, we paused the episode earlier because I went to try to kill a mosquito, and apparently I failed because he's back. <laughs> so we're gonna deal with that in a minute, whatever it becomes. And this whole Twitter is kind of. Um, not a justification, but evidence of how great and weird wrestling is. Because, like, Billy Gunn is a god, sure. Yes. But he's not, like, the 
He's not it, the GOAT. He's not exactly the wrestler you would... Like, if someone had a, a wrestling poster in their room, the yeah. other gun's not on it. No, but he's... You can still draw these, like, weird memories and relationships to him and talk about him, even though he's not a major guy yeah, at all. most wrestling... Most casual wrestling fans wouldn't know who Billy... You would have to remind them who Billy Gunn is. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I can still recall things about, like, Stevie Richards. And, oh, like, my God. Stevie <laughs> Richards, right to censor? Yeah. You're talking about one of the most underrated stables? The of, best. Dude. Oh. Uh, right to censor. <laughs> was great. Look, no time to explain. Like, there Look are all these ridiculous characters, and not all of them play, like, the big role, but they're all there. They're all very memorable. And they're all memorable. Yes. Like, you're talking, like, the dump... Dupe the Dumpster Drawsy, the dude, Trash yes, Man. Yes, the Trash Man. <laughs> Big Boss Man. Like, Big Boss Man. Dude, dude, there was a whole, like, Yakuza <laughs> organization. In, I think it was uh, Kai and Tai. Yeah. The name of it. Yeah, it was it, it's it, crazy. And they tried to slash Val Venus, the male porn star's penis off. Yeah, for, I don't know why they know each other or why they have beef, <laughs> but they would really love to cut his dick off. So they they try to do that, and it's... It, Bill, it was terrifying Absolutely. when I saw that as a kid. I used to get so scared of wrestling. It's like, I, I was scared of Undertaker. I was way more scared of Kane. Oh, Kane was that Kane became my favorite wrestler, but it took some time. Yeah. Like, at first, when he first showed He's up, like, that ripped, red light. Yeah, and, like, ripped the door off the cell. And he controlled fire. Like, you know, yeah. I'm fucking with that. Like, I remember. In other words, well, some kid had a WWE magazine and it had Kane on the cover. I was like, I don't even want to look at it. I don't even yeah, want to. No. I don't, don't even want to see him. Uh, uh, back to this Twitter, actually. There's something I want to bring up. Uh, it says, uh, congrats. This is from June 9th. Hmm? Uh, congrats to CM Punk for not getting knocked out silly like Bart Gunn was. <laughs> now, levels to this tweet. Like, fir- first and foremost, I want to uh, touch on, you know, we're both big CM Punk fans, yeah. obviously. He had a UFC fight. Uh, this week, actually, it was last weekend, but actually, it's funny because I had forgotten about that. Yeah, and I woke up uh, late uh, that Saturday, and the fight had already happened. And I look on Twitter, and everyone's like, "Mad respect to CM Punk, like I always yeah, respect the guy, like all that." And I'm like, "Did he die? <laughs> Hold on, wait. And, oh yeah, he he had a fight. I I, uh, I watched the fight, uh, not not live. I caught something like afterwards. Yeah, not good." Um, oh, really? No. No. Like okay. once again, I he was clearly like exhausted towards the end of the first round, where like, you could like he was like slowly punching stuff like that. Which I don't. You MMA seems like trying to hold someone while they're trying to get away from you is exhausting for like twenty seconds. Yes. Much less a whole round. Much less three rounds. So I I, I don't blame him at all. Um, it was not a great showing, mm. but. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Dude had a goal and he did it. Yeah, you know? I mean, what are you gonna fucking do? People could say the same thing about my comedy. It's like you know what? He's super passionate about it. Not the best comedian, yeah. but you know, like, he loves it. He, yeah, he he he's he set out to do something and he more or less did it. Yes. What are you gonna do? Hate on him? I'm I'm down with that. Someone else who had something <laughs> that they really wanted to do went out and did it. Bart Gunn. God damn it. Bart Gunn from earlier, you may remember, was the first tag team partner of Mr. Billy Gunn. Yes. Uh, so, Bill, do you remember Brawl for All? <laughs> I do. In fact, later on down this this page, there's a, a tweet from a fan 
that calls out Billy Gunn for not winning it, but he, the fan calls it Brawl for it all. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I saw that, and that made me crack up. Brawl for all is the biggest abortion that happened, aside from the actual hand abortion that happened in the wrestling world. We didn't even mention that! God! How fucking crazy it is! We didn't mention the hand birth! Long story short, a a, a legend of wrestling, uh, I think it was the uh, Mae Young? Yeah, Mae Young, yeah. Mae Young, who is elderly at old. the time. is very old. old as shit. Gives birth as a, like, her and Mark Henry have Sex, a relationship. Sexual, sexual chocolate. Yes. Sexual chocolate and Mark Henry have a relationship <laughs> and she just gives birth. Because Mark Henry revealed that he's a sex addict. Yes. Which was a very deep thing for me as a kid <laughs> seeing. Yeah. Okay. Mark, we could do a whole other episode about Mark Henry, <laughs> but you know, he, you know, is a sex addict, you know, has a relationship with uh, a few people. Uh, oh, yeah. I uh, think China for a while. Mm-hmm. He ends up with uh, Mae Young, who is elderly, old, by the way. She gives birth to a hand, a prosthetic hand. And then, and then, Bill, I don't know if you caught this, years later, this is actually like uh, a few years ago, like recently, the hand came back. Like, oh, the hand grew, like, grew up. And it was like a man in like a hand suit. Was this a fucking hamburger? It, it looked, basically, yeah. And I was like, bro, they like that's canon that's, in wrestling now. That's Hand Henry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Knuckles. And <laughs> but so we said all that to say How do we start talking about Brawl for All? Uh Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn. Yes. Um, Bar- uh, Brawl for All was a... Uh, oh, the oh you, were exp- you were explaining what... Yes. Okay. So, so Brawl for All is where someone got the bright idea to take these wrestlers, yes. these fake combatants, and put them in real boxing matches. There was an underlying plan, though, because they knew one wrestler was a tough bastard, yes. and he was going to wipe the floor of everyone else. See, this is one of the, one of the, rare, one of the rare times that professional wrestling put things in the hands of fate. Yeah. They were just like, we're not going to write the ending to this. We're not going to script this. Yeah. We think we know we how think, it's going to go. Yeah. We have a 90, we're 90% sure it's going to go this way. There was a, um, this man named Steve Williams, nicknamed Dr. Death. Yes. Um, who had a reputation for being able to just beat the shit out of people. They put him in because they know this guy's going to win. And we're going to be able to do great things with him because he's going to look like such a tough son of a bitch. Yes. Uh, he loses in like 90 seconds. To Bart Gunn. Who no one knew. Who no one he was Had just, hands. He was just told to go out and fight. Yes. Uh, and he fought and he won. He won the whole thing. Until. Until. WrestleMania 15? Okay. This so let's be... let's set the in my I'm bad at knowing which WrestleMania. I, if it's not seventeen yeah, or literally the last one that happened, I don't know. Fourteen was the one with Mike Tyson, so fifteen okay. would be the one. Um they schedule him to fight to box. Because that's what this is. Yes. Is boxing matches. They schedule him to box an actual boxer. Alright, but no alright. Yeah, yes, he is an actual boxer, professional boxer, all that. But it's all right. So it's Butterbean. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> if you don't know who Butterbean is, 
It's, he's kind of like the Harlem Globetrotter yeah. of boxers. He's, like, he's a carny boxer. Yes. Like, he's, a, you know, a fairly, you know, round, yeah. fat dude. And, you know, he's bald. Like, he kind of looks like the Michelin Man. Yeah. Kind of. With, he, like, American flag trunks on. Kind of like Uncle Fester with, like, a steroid belly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's extremely accurate, actually. <laughs> Thank you. But Butterbean, you know, so he's... Since he has this, like, carny kind of comedy, yeah, like, reputation or whatever, I guess they're not thinking too much, like, this guy's an actual professional boxer, like, he will knock the shit out of you. So I guess they see him and they're like, oh, sure, like, put him in there with the guy and then, you know, they'll take, the whoever wins it will take out Butterbean and yeah. he'll look like the big badass. Not how that goes that's out. Not, that's not what happened. <laughs> not uh, at all what happened. Bart Gunn gets his brain scrambled. <laughs> this this man gets <laughs> like he gets knocked the fuck out. He gets hurt, like thank God he didn't have a family or he would have Crispin Watt them <laughs> after that. Like he can't. He had to. He would have had to get like therapy afterwards. Yes, I'm sure he did have to get therapy. Now afterwards. I've heard a different version of the story. Oh, what did you hear? I have heard. That Bart Gunn was not was they were mad at Bart Gunn for beating Steve Williams. Okay. Steve Williams was set to go all the way. He was set to go up against Butterbean as a punishment. Oh, because they knew Butterbean was going to beat the shit out of him. Oh, Butterbean, from my understanding, what I've read, offered to take a dive. He was like, "I know pro wrestling, everything like that. I, I know how, how this works. Do you need me to go down?" At a certain point, they were like, "No, just go out and fight." <laughs> No, legit, go beat his ass. We we need our money's worth. <laughs> Which, at the end of the day, you had this wrestler who beat all the other wrestlers, then he gets beat by a boxer. It makes all the other wrestlers yeah. look like shit. It delegitimizes <laughs> the whole thing. And he beat some hosses. Yeah. Like, he beat Bradshaw. I think he beat Mark Merrill and Steve Blackman. Mark Merrow, who's 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 a Golden Glove yeah, boxer? Yeah, that's his thing. Is yeah. that he's a, a legit boxer? <laughs> but I don't know. I, that's that's I don't know. I don't know if I got into this. I never know what I did. What I already said on the podcast. <laughs> but one of the first things that I ask people when I get to when I'm trying to get to know them, what it's usually a coworker. When I know like it's a new person that I don't know, and I'm about to spend a lot of time with this person. Yeah, I will ask them, "Have you ever been punched in the face?" <laughs> And it sounds like a threat, yeah. so I try to, like, make sure, like, I'm legit asking, has yeah. it ever happened yeah. in your past? But the reason I think that question is valuable is because I think that there are people in this world that go around existing without the knowledge that you can be punched in the face. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they behave and go through their life as if this can't happen yeah. to you. Yeah, as and, if there's no repercussions. Yeah, and people that have been punched in the face, they've experienced it, yeah. it hurts. It it hurts, it's by not, the way. It's not great. It hurts. Uh, they they know that this is a thing that any any person can do this to you. So it changes the way you act. Yeah. Uh, it changes the way you interact with people. So I really want to know that off rip. And uh, I think I'm going to have to change that question. <laughs> like, have you ever just been straight up knocked the fuck out? God. Because I'm... Uh, some some of those WWE wrestler or WF, former WF yeah. wrestlers definitely know what it's like oh, to be knocked the fuck out after Brawl for All. Like, I, I haven't gotten punched in the face since I was, like, 11. 
And since then, I've spent most of my life trying to avoid being punched in the face. It's, it's a life-changing event when it happens. Which, as a as a kid, as a youth, um, yeah, I fought sometimes, everything like that. But did you ever... They would air the don't try this at home stuff. Oh, yeah. But did you try it at home? Yes, and I have a story about it. Okay, good. All right, check this out. Because uh, me and my brother, uh, my big brother, were super into wrestling. And, uh, excuse me, I remember uh, there was one time we were playing in a bounce house. Uh, it was me, my brother, and uh, a friend of mine and his, and his little brother. Mm-hmm. So, uh... We were, you know, fucking around wrestling. We were, oh, I know how to do this wrestling move. Oh, Jackknife Powerball. And then my brother, of course, his favorite wrestler is Undertaker. He's like, so I want to do a tombstone. Oh, no. Little known fact, or little known fact to people that don't watch <laughs> wrestling. The tombstone pile driver is a very dangerous move yeah, to you do. Yeah, you drop in your fucking head. Dude. If you don't know how to do it, like, safely <laughs> yeah. and correctly, you could straight up paralyze somebody yeah. off the, like, first, <laughs> first thing. So, uh... But I'm not thinking about that no. right now. I'm a kid, whatever. It's a bounce house, whatever. Uh, I remember he picks me up, turns me upside down, and I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm on the I'm laying on in the bounce house, and like I look up, and the three of them are like standing over me. They're like, "Oh my god, he's awake! Oh, yay! <laughs> Thank God, like, we went to call someone's mom." But uh. I woke up, you know, I was fine, but, like, you, we're done playing. Oh, like, we've all had the shit scared out of us. And I remember the next day at school, Bill, I swear to you, this is true. The next day at school, every time I ran into someone that was like, oh, hey, Ryan, what's up? Have you gotten taller? God damn Why are you so tall? <laughs> like, to this, like, I, to this day, I believe that I was supposed to be shorter. But then God. that happened, and... <laughs> I, something happened to my spine. Like, maybe one of my vertebrae is, like, turned it's around. like, vertical? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't try it at home, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Yeah, I, uh, also with my brother. Brothers are great for wrestling. Oh, yeah. Um, my brother, way older th- than me. I, I will say, real quick, that I did do a Bronco Buster on my female cousin one time. <laughs> oh, but this was back before I was too young to, <laughs> like... Realize what like, the image was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Um, I. Two things. One of them's kind of funny, the other one's kind of kind of weird. Um, me and my brother, uh, long story short, uh, I had seen some old wrestling show, and we would play wrestle. He would always win because he's bigger and stronger. Yeah. But I, I, I had enough one day, and I climbed up on uh, the couch while he was turned around. He was talking to, to my mom. Oh, God. And, like, Mom walked in and she turned around and she said, "Like, why are you up on the couch?" And my but brother, it was too late. my brother turned around in time for me to jump off the couch, <laughs> drop kick him, send his glasses across the room, and break his fucking nose. Oh my god! Uh, Bladen, dude. Uh, the other weird wrestling story. I don't know if I should tell this one. Actually, this one's weird. Oh, you don't have to. Um, I mean, you did tell a story about how you asked your ex if you could come on her hands once. So, I mean, if it's if it's more embarrassing than that, I would say, you know, um, you should leave it. No. But, hey, man. It, it, it's not so much embarrassing as it is sad. I think. Oh, okay. Um, different wrestling story. Uh, my daughter is a fan now. Nice. Um, she'll ask me to wrestle with her. And, like, you know, 
will do it. Every time that she hits me, I pretend like I'm like I'm Ric Flair. <laughs> like, oh god, oh no. So she's growing up thinking she has like crazy like, yes. super strength. <laughs> She's her, she's her gonna her. run into some major problems. Yeah, and it's gonna be hilarious. Uh, worth it. She really likes it. She does not like it when Red Blade though. She's, oh god! <laughs> See, she's she's PG. You're, you're trying to be too ECW right now. You can't. That's that go that comes later. But I do remember uh, my brother uh, again with the brother. This doesn't even have to do with wrestling. We just got into like a fight. I don't really want to go into, like, what it was about, yeah. but it was the first, like, real fist fight that me and my brother had. Because we had, like, tussled before. Yeah. Like, oh, give me my toy back, whatever. But this was, like, we're, like, in high school. We have legit issues. Yeah. And I'm going to punch you over them. And, uh, you know, we we never punch each other in the face, though. Because, yeah, we're, we're, we're brothers. Yeah, like, you're not respectful. Trying to, you're not trying to damage the goods or anything. <laughs> But I remember we were fighting, and my, my mom, like, she gets in between us, and she breaks us up. He reaches around her <laughs> and punches me directly in the face. Classic heel move. Yes. He is, <laughs> he is the bad guy. So I'm supposed to be going over. <laughs> like, he's, he's got all the heat right now. Like, and then, and again, my mom is still in between us. And then he does that, and she's like, all right, like, stop. Like, she's trying to get us even further apart. So I take a few steps back. Oh, We're gosh. in like a narrow hallway. Yeah. So I take a few steps back, run up like towards her, <laughs> bounce off the wall into a drop kick, like and drop oh, kick dude. my brother. And she was like, "Is it stop <laughs> doing this?" Is it crazy how much agility that <laughs> the wrestling like brings out of you? Yes, uh, I thought you were going to say how much agility we possessed as youngins. <laughs> I was like, because there's no fucking way I'm doing that today, dude. I I used to be able to do. I, I I was able to do a shooting star press. If I tried that now, yeah, no. are you kidding me? Nah, I always uh, my favorite example is like when I was in elementary school, like late, like going into uh middle school, like, fifth grade or something, I could do a front flip and, like, land on my feet. Yeah. And just thinking about that today is, like, <laughs> kid, stop! <laughs> like, don't do that! Like, I, I would do the, uh, the big, um, Valvina Splash, the, uh, yeah, the, money, the shot. money shot. I would do that, not on a mattress or anything, just on, like, <laughs> a hardwood floor! <laughs> and, like, if I, if I did that now, it would break my kneecaps! Yeah. Like, we we're very fragile beings. <laughs> God damn. Uh, so, yeah. We said all that to say, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn, the one. Underappreciated. The one. Honestly, I think if Billy Gunn was around in, like, the late... If he was around during... We talked about him looking like Lex Luger. Yeah. If he was around during, like, Lex Luger's like prime, like, late 80s, early 90s, I think Billy Gunn would have been a star. They could have done a thing. Like him and uh, Lex Luger, yeah, could have been like a team, or like had like falling out, or like somebody could have been the heel. Like that absolutely. could have been a great program. Absolutely, I feel like when it whenever it came up, it was just not the right time for him. He came up at a time where there were other dudes who were very who were too good. Yeah, like that that era of wrestling that he existed in was very talent saturated. Like there was a lot like people that people. 
that don't watch wrestling know who all of these people yeah. are that existed all at the same time, like at this time. So, I mean, especially like even the people who like he surrounded him, himself with in like in the wrestling act, like a yeah. Triple H, huge star, Shawn Michaels, huge star. I think X Pac was a bigger star than Billy Gunn. X Pac was actually my first favorite wrestler. Yeah. When he was a one two three kid. I yeah. loved X Pac. Oh my god. Like him versus Razor Ramon. Oh yeah. Like that was the first wrestling match that I ever like sought out. Like the first time I saw wrestling ever was Nitro that time on TV or whatever. But then years later we were in Blockbuster <laughs> and I saw like W in your house event and I was oh. like, Oh dude, wrestling Yeah. And it was like old it was I don't know why it was still there because it was like really old at that point. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure the storyline had like moved on for months <laughs> at that point, but I wanted to go back and watch this and it was the one three kid and Razor Ramon. I think it was a ladder match. Oh, okay, because I know they had that I'm pretty sure they had a, a diaper match. I never saw the diaper match. And they had a match I think it was the the first match where if um one two three kid won, he got like twenty thousand dollars. Of Razor Ramon's money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh like not just prize money, like <laughs> it's coming out of your check. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that shit was crazy. Um, well, uh... I mean, I feel like we still have a lot to say. Yeah, but this is... But I don't know how conducive it's going to be to... This, this, we've been going for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. Already. Like, this, this is just... Uh, this is goes to show how much love we have for wrestling. Yeah. Like, you could just, like, hey, talk about wrestling and come back next week. I'll still yeah. have things to say. Like, we have the things that we don't like about wrestling that we talk about. We have things that we love about wrestling. The um, emotional resonance of it. Yes. To some extent, for me, honestly, the violence of it is... Oh, yeah. ...is a, is a good part. Uh, measured. Um, it has its place yeah. in, in the storytelling. Yeah. Like, you can... You know what? Uh, two great wrestlers, they don't even have to have any sort of storyline beef. Like, no. just within... The, the 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 corners, the squared circle, whatever, you can tell a story, right? That, like, for instance, you know, they start to match, and then one person goes up, up to the top rope and, like, lands awkwardly, and now he's selling his yeah. leg. Oh, no, my leg. Oh, no, like, he's got an injury. What's going to happen? Then the other wrestler sees that and starts hey, going, you know, after, going after his leg. So he's like, anytime he tries to do a move that has to do with his leg, he fails, because it's like, oh no, he, like, he, he can't support his weight with the leg, and then like he fights back, and yeah. like figures out some kind of way to do it, like that, the, by itself. The best example of this was um, WrestleMania 20, with uh, Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Uh, Kurt Angle fucks up Eddie Guerrero's ankle, like bad, and like he, he can't walk on it, everything like that, he keeps going after the ankle like, like an animal. Yeah. And Eddie Guerrero's just barely getting away each time. And how they sell it on the commentary is they say that Eddie Eddie Crow's ankle is swelling up so much he has to like unlace his boots so that they're not as tight. He goes to grab his ankle again and Eddie Crow kicks his boot off and rolls him up. Well, he does it and that's how he wins. Oh shit! Um, just yeah, like it. The, the it. I'm sorry. I I'm trying to find the words to describe like how amazing it is to me that that kind of shit can happen like with so. I'm sure that they wrote a whole story leading, leading up to it, like it was a big main event kind of thing. Yeah. But like, you didn't even need that. No. Like, just put them in a ring and and do that, and yeah. I'm invested already. That's all that. Because like, the story I had was another one of those weird, like, 
So when it passed history, McCurdy was like, Eddie Guerrero's a drug addict. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. That didn't have anything to do with it. Like, whatever. Yeah. Aside from the lie, cheat, steal thing. That's that's his whole thing. I will say, I didn't actually watch this when it happened, but I saw a YouTube video that was talking about this subject, like how wrestlers, like, storytelling happens, like, within the ropes, so like it doesn't even need to be backstage at all. But, uh, it was Bret Hart versus, um... Roddy Piper? Yeah. Yeah. And it was the double turn. Yeah. And, all right, so Roddy Piper, you know, he's the face. You know, everyone loves him or whatever. Then there's this new guy, you know, Bret Hart. He's brash? Yeah, new at the time, you know, scrappy, young dude, whatever. And he comes in, and throughout the match, you start to see that Bret Hart is countering everything yeah. that... Roddy Piper does. Like, he is a better wrestler. Roddy, Roddy and, Piper cannot beat him. Like, Roddy Piper is not going to win this match wrestling, so he starts doing, like, heel shit, yeah. like, breaking the eyes, illegal punches. Like, he starts to, he goes to hit him with the ring bell. Yeah. The, and, the blue monstrosity. Yes, the big blue ring bell. And he goes, like, the ref's knocked out, he doesn't see it, and he's he starts to do it, and he looks up and realizes the whole crowd is booing him. Yeah. He's lost their respect. They don't love him. Like, what have I done? And, like, he looks at the bell, and he throws it down. Crowd erupts. Oh. They're like, yes! But, you know, he you know goes on to lose the match. But, you know, he shakes Brett's hand, gives him... They're fighting over the belt. Yeah, like the, the intercontinental belt. Hands him the belt, raises his hand, you know, like... And He's a man about it. I'm like bawling. Like, yeah, like, this is so heartbreaking. It's a s- story of redemption. That, yes, that's the crux of like a bunch of great wrestling stories. Is rede- like um, we talked a little bit about it before, but Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Oh my God! Don't even start. Another like thing where like it's a it's a beautiful tale of like someone making mistakes and then getting beyond them and being a better person or a better man in this case. Yes. Uh, Throughout it, yeah, they they, you know, took, you know, there. I'm sure there were some beatdowns. Or there actually was a beatdown. That's what happened. Like sensation, sensa- yeah, sensational, sensational Sherry. Sherry had you know started to like you know hit him and yeah. someone was beating him down or something. Yeah, she yeah, sensational yeah. Sherry was fuck with Macho Man. Yeah, and then you know, Miss Elizabeth is in the crowd. Yes, and she and like she jumps over and she Miss Elizabeth. Never seen anyone like you've never seen her fight anyone. Yeah, she's ever. a dove. Yeah, and she comes in and she she stands up for her man. Oh my god! And and she she saves him because she knows that there's that good part. Yeah, of him she in can there. still see like the man I love is there and he's in danger and, and I, only like, I can. Yes, do he can't else. hit her, but I can, and oh. I'm here and I have to do it now and. Oh, oh my God! Mm. Uh, all right, so and then uh, Big Boss Man cooks and <laughs> also his dog. <laughs> In other news, nothing better than show the duality. Before, yeah, so. God damn it! Like we said, when it sucks, it's terrible. But when it's great, it's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. Well, well, I guess there's a whole bunch. Of other Billy Gun and Bart Gun facts, yes. Uh, Billy Billy Gun fact makes it clear that if you like Bart Gun, just kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, Bart Gun ain't no Bart Gun around here. Uh, I looked up Bart Gun a little bit. He is an electrician. Now. Oh, cool! So he's well, a, shouts out to Bart Gun. Shouts out to Bart Gun. He's doing his thing. He's a uh, the Wikipedia page that he was a grandfather. I'm sure he has lovely grandchildren. Congratulations, um, Billy Gun. As of right now, is 
working in New Japan. Oh, I didn't know. Which is weird. He's like the most not Japanese wrestling dude I can think think of. It's like, that's a weird fit, but... Well, shouts out to him. Shouts out. I'm sure, you know, know, he knows what he's doing. He's he's got expertise. He's got expertise. I'm sure he's still making a ton of money, so he's he's fine. I'm pretty sure he's just doing it just to do it now. Sure, he's still got a great ass. I'm sure. He's Mr. Ass. 100%. Thank God he's not around now. If uh, he was around now, then it wouldn't really fit in with the PG. Thing. No. You have to be Mr. Respects Women. You only get two asses a night, I feel like, <laughs> and one bitch. And that bitch belongs it's to Roman Reigns. <laughs> only he gets the same bitch. <laughs> but you know who else has a great ass? Who's that? It's us. We do have a great ass. At Twitter Sitters. At Twitter Sitters. Oh, wait, real quick. Freeze. Would you hit that? Yeah. Would yeah. you hit the Billy Gunn fact? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> no, we don't even have to. We already got to me. Uh, the, um, yeah, you can find us, uh, Twitter series, threes for ease. Um, of course. Still love that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take a picture of you doing this later on. Uh, like, like, um, like, a, like a gif? Yeah, yeah. Or like a slideshow, uh, something. Yeah. Three, four, eight. So good. Yes. Or, uh, three, three four, eight. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, because it's the, the pinky it's the double three. and then the, uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I fucked up my own hand. It, we're doing shit with our hands. Man. I don't know if we made that clear ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we have a hand sign. Um, TourSeriesPod.com is uh, our website. That's where you can uh, find You probably found us there. Uh, I hope you did. That's a great site, by the way. Thank you. I don't think I said that on, on the podcast. <laughs> that, that's a beautiful site. Uh, TourSeriesPod at gmail.com if you want to send us anything. Or we have a contact page. On the website. You know what else you can do is leave us a review. You can leave us a review. We've been very fortunate uh, to have some uh, great ratings and reviews come through. Yeah, uh, we got uh, some five-star ratings on, and some written reviews, mm-hmm. of which I will I will choose to read on the podcast if I want. <laughs> All right. Just because you left a review doesn't mean you're going to get it read on the show, but I'll read it on the show if I feel like <laughs> it, and I feel like it. So our latest review is for... <laughs> Well, that's reviews from uh, Dave the DM. Shouts out. Shouts out. Four Dave orbs. the DM. Yeah, shouts out for Orbs. Great show. Also, uh, big, big season finale drop. There we go. That happened recently. But uh, he says, <clears throat> I have a great time with this weekly podcast. If you enjoy laughing, you'll enjoy this podcast. Uh, See, that's us. That's I love us. that. All about love. If you enjoy some often cringeworthy topics, you'll enjoy this podcast. But what are you talking about? We're not afraid to get our hands dirty. I mean, that's true, but... No matter what we find, we're going to talk about it. We're going to be honest with the people listening. Frank. To this. We're going to be... We're going to be Ocean. We're going to be Frank Ocean. Very very much so. Whether it's, uh, you know, a mysticist or an 80-year-old track enthusiast car salesman to our porn habits, we don't care. We're going to get in the dirt because it's a dirty world. It's about love. It's about love. Love is dirty. He also says, I don't really do a lot with Twitter, but that doesn't handicap me in following along with these two. We're great guides. There it is. Damn. We're here to guide you through Twitter. Uh, we hope that we did a good job of guiding you through. Twitter is a weird, weird world. I've, it can be a dangerous place. I've even seen instances of people, you know, ruining their lives yeah. on Twitter. I've done it. Their jobs, you know. Um, it's a dangerous place. You need a guide. But I hope that me and you have, are good guides for these people through the weird world of Twitter. And I hope that we're good guides 
through the weirder, weirder world of wrestling. I would say if you're curious at all, all right, let's end it like this. Let's say if you're curious at all about wrestling, if you if you listening to this episode have has made you maybe want to look into wrestling at all, uh, let's give you uh, two or so matches each, maybe. Okay. To like if just watch this match, and this will be the recommendation from us. Whether you know. If, if you're not into this match, you probably won't be into wrestling as a whole. Okay. What would you... You want me to go first? I let you do one. It? I do one. You do one. I do one. Okay. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm not sure exactly what date this was on, but it was an NXT match. It was uh, Sami Zayn versus uh, uh, Tyler Breeze versus... Um, ah, what is his name? Uh, Natty's husband. Oh. Oh god. Tyson Kidd. Tyson, okay, Tyson Kidd versus Neville. Oh, man. Fatal four way. I think it was for, for the NXT title. Mm-hmm. Outstanding <laughs> match. Like one of the one of my favorite matches ever. Okay. Um mine my first one I think is uh could be Bret Hart versus Steve Austin. thirteen. Uh, WrestleMania thirteen. Okay. Um it's it's one of those beautiful acts where like Two characters walk in, and by the end of it, just strictly by what happens inside of the ring, nothing outside of it matters, but strictly by what happens there and their ability to broadcast a story based on that, they leave as completely different characters. Yes, it's it's genius. It is masterful. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, also, I'm going to go with... Uh, it's another... Um, it's another Sami Zayn match, but it's different. It's going to be uh, Sami Zayn versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay. His debut match in NXT. Yeah. That was another... It, they're both NXT matches. I should pick... Fuck it. NXT is amazing. <laughs> NXT is great. But, yeah, that match, I, like... If one of your complaints is that wrestling... Like, you can't get into wrestling because it looks fake. Watch that match. Yeah. What it. it... There's something, like, you'll be looking at it like, ooh, like... That hurt. Like, I know that hurt. Oh. So, yeah. There, Check that one out. There are two um, that I'm a big fan of for, for different reasons. Um, the first one is the street fight between McFoley and Triple H at okay. Royal Rumble 2000. Just because I, I, I really resonate with McFoley as a character. He's, we didn't even get to Mick Foley. There's some we didn't. God damn it! Mick Foley is the definition of the everyman. Oh yeah. He's not in fucking Greek god shape. He's kind of goofy. Kind he's, of insane. He's kind of insane. Yeah. He's not even a good wrestler. Yes, really. But he's out. He like he is what you would be if you were a wrestler. Basically, it's very easy to put yourself in this man's shoes yeah. in any storyline that he's in. And his struggle to overcome. Kind of the Olympian standard of a wrestler in Triple H is uh, great. The other one, um, just because I thought you would pick it, so I'm going to go with this one. Okay. Um, CM Punk versus John Cena. Uh, Money in Bank. Yeah, Money in Eleven. Yeah. Dude, bruh. Just, I don't even. I don't even have to see the match. Like <laughs> just the two entrances, like juxtaposed on one another. All right. So, <laughs> see, you shouldn't have even brought this <laughs> shit up. We were trying to end the show, and goddamn, r- real quick, CM Punk 
Chicago guy. Yeah. Everyone in Chicago loves him. Yeah. All right, uh, you know, he's been this indie wrestler, whatever. Comes to WWE, you know. He's not he, supposed to succeed. Yeah, absolutely not. He's supposed to be, probably supposed to be a jobber, he's, he's, big card, whatever. He's the most opposite of what a WWE superstar is. Yeah, he gets there, everyone loves him. Yeah. He's amazing. And especially, leading into this storyline, everyone's on his side. Yeah. Like, he's he's supposed to be the hill. Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's tired of this company. He's tired of the things that are going on there. He's not happy with it. And he's referencing things that are, like, real. real. Like, yeah. he's... It, it's one of those weird blurred line like kind he, of things. He's venting very real frustrations about what's actually happening with, with his career and his livelihood. Yeah. So he goes in and he's facing John Cena, who's the yeah. company guy. He's the new Hulk Hogan, basically. Yeah. He is the champion. Mm-hmm. And... CM Punk's contract, like, CM Punk decided that his co- he was going to let his contract, yeah. like, expire. Like, he's not going to sign the contract. But he wants to leave the WWE with the championship, is. which is a big deal for reasons that we, <laughs> Bill, we do not we have time to, even we don't have time. But He can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would really It would fuck suck. things up. It would suck majorly if he did that. John Cena, while you... You lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be. I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this because before I leave in three weeks with your WWE Championship, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I'm not on your lovely little collector cups. I'm not on the cover of the program. I'm barely promoted. I don't get to be in movies. I'm certainly not on any crappy show on the USA Network. Oh, hey, let let me get something straight. Those of you who are cheering me right now, you are just the biggest part of me leaving as anything else. Because you're the ones that are sipping out of those collector cups right now. You're the ones that buy those programs that my face isn't on the cover of. And then at 5 in the morning at the airport, you try to shove it in my face so you can get an autograph and try to sell it on eBay because you're too lazy to go get a real job. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead, but the fact is, it's it's gonna get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. Let me tell you a personal story about Vince McMahon. So, Money in the Bank 2011, that's when the match's supposed to happen. Takes place in Chicago. In Chicago. In his hometown. His music hit, even before his music hits, chanting... Every sign in the in the building is for him. They're chanting CM Punk. What? What? Now I want to change my pick because I saw about the music thing. Oh God! What? Um, at uh, Takeover New Orleans, um, Gargano and Ciampa. Oh yeah, the the recent one. The street. The uh, um, the one that happened whenever like the first match that they had back. Yeah, that was, I think that was the last one. Yeah, yeah, because they're, they're still getting ready to do the other one. Yeah. But that meant, when a wrestler can come out to no music, and it's just booze. Yes. As his music. Like, the crowd reaction is his music. Yeah. That is an, that match is an emotional roller coaster. Um, so tack that one on also. But yeah, John Cena okay. CM Punk. Okay, yeah. So even before he comes out, everyone's chanting, CM Punk. Yeah. CM Punk. All the sides in the... In the arena are for CM Punk. There's a sign that says, "If C- if CM Punk, uh, I think if, if Cena, Cena wins, wins, we riot." riot. Like 
Chicago would do it. The, yeah, and we're in Chicago. We're in Chicago. <laughs> but, all right, his music hits and flames. Oh my like, God. everyone, like, goes off. He comes to the ring, you know, hypes everyone up. Everyone's, you know, cheering for him. Cena's music hits. <laughs> and it is, like, darkness. They hate this man. Like, they want this man to fall in the hole and die yeah. right now. And... Yeah, like, just without even getting into the match. Like, spoilers, CM Punk wins the match. And it's insane. Yeah, he escapes through the... Cr- like, he oh. goes... He wins the match. Uh, uh, Vince McMahon comes out, <laughs> tells uh, Albert, Alberto Del Rio, who is holding the money, the money in the, the bank, bank briefcase, yeah, which, to, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, we didn't even... <laughs> we don't have time. He tells him, like, come out, because... I, of course, I'm thinking there's no way WWE is going to give me this. There's no way they're going to give me this happy ending right here. So he, he calls for Alberto, and I'm like, okay, that's how they're going to fuck it up for me. Alberto comes out, slides under the ropes, comes in, immediately kicked in the head, yeah. knocked out. Boom. CM Punk escapes with the belt through the crowd. It is insane. It's insanely over. It, like, is, it is almost an actual ride in there. Like people, yes. It's like whenever a soccer team wins. Yeah, and he'd go out into the streets and, like, murder innocent people. (laughs) So, yeah, just just to see what magic is possible outside of the bullshit with things things like the whole whole Triple H Booker T thing or the Katie Vick stuff, just to see the actual magic that's that's possible and the feelings that it can render. Um, And that's why we're so passionate about it, because I'm sure, like, I, you've had those moments where you try to watch wrestling with somebody, and like something happens, and you're just like, yeah. "Now they, is, now they think I like this." Yeah, that's like, what it is. You got to show them the times when it's like, "Look, yeah, look, sweetheart, like, <laughs> look, it's so cool." But anyway, follow us. Follow us. Uh, um, I'm Ryan at Ron Truth Mexico on Twitter. Uh, I'm Bill. Bill so Bill and um, Twitter series three threes. Yes. Visit our site. Email us. Leave us reviews. All that. Ask us about wrestling. Season, season two. Ask us. Ask us about love. Ask, ask us, us anything. About love. Please talk to us. Tell Eli Porter to get at us. If you know Eli, <laughs> I, it would, bruh, He would be on the show tomorrow. Like I would take off work. Yeah. To record that episode. <laughs> but yeah. Um, you know. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And. Fuck it, we'll put some music. Yeah, there'll be music. Okay, that's this is the part where music. Six a.m. Wake up all alone. Like, what can your boy say? Shit, shower, shades, taking a whole day. Thinking with no pays, like fucking with no size, or cutting with no knife. For trusting your hoe, right? Like, why? Interviews asking me where my. You look so.